1: Everybody. Welcome to Talking Pools Tuesdays with Kelly and Dan.
2: Hey. How are you, Kelly? I'm okay. It's Sunday. The football game's on.
1: Which football game are you watching?
2: The Jets and Kansas City.
1: Oh, what's the score right now?
2: 17-12. Um, Hold on. Okay.
1: I was going to say, that should be a decent game, I would think.
2: I don't know. You know, it's yeah, 17-12, it's the end of the second quarter.
1: I see you. You've got your Kansas City shirt on. Yeah. Yes, I do. Represent, yeah. How, how did you be? How how are you? How does that connect? I don't get that. You're in Sacramento. How does Kansas City? When well,
2: like? the boyfriend, first boyfriend I ever had, like right out of high school, well, ever. His dad was from Kansas City and was a Kansas City fan. So when I I dated him for about a year, and so we'd watch football games with him and everything, and okay. I just I kind of stayed with it. Like my initials are Casey yeah and okay. i've just been so i've been a kansas city fan since i was 18. Cool. So even when they lost all the time
1: <laughs> yeah well hey you know what it's i live in chicago area and we have the bears and uh yeah so other than you know the super bowl shuffle it's been shit for my entire life so I get
2: <laughs> yeah so that, that's why um yeah. everyone i my dad's a steelers fan everyone i knew was was a 49er fan because we live so close to San Francisco.
1: Sure. You know, I I, football is a sport that I truly just enjoy watching good teams play and watching good competition. And yes, I guess because the bears have sucked since I was a senior in high school. I really don't. I mean, I'll, I'll, every season I'm kind of like, all right, let's go bears. And here we are, you know, zero and three on the year so far this year. Um, just, just, oh, my God. We thought when Rodgers disappeared and, uh, you know, now we're going to have a chance to beat Green Bay, right, you know, our, yeah. our rival and opening day game, uh, you know, he just handed off the, you know, whip Chicago ass license to, you know. <laughs> so, whatever, we're 0-1-3 and, and uh, we have a running back for a quarterback. So, that's kind of cool, you know. They brought uh, Fields in, and I'm like, okay, let's see what this guy can do. And then halfway through the first season, I'm like, this guy, he, he, he can't throw the ball. All he can do is run. He's gonna either get himself hurt and be out, or eventually people are gonna realize, hey, you know what? They've got no passing offense, so you know you guys are screwed. But, and I think that's where we're at this season. So. You know, I mean, I we're we definitely I can't believe we'll ever hit 500 this year with this the offensive line is terrible, quarterback is a joke, the Bears are a joke. Honestly, they, <laughs> should, they should sell the team. They're talking about moving out of Chicago, moving to Arlington Heights. You know, it's okay. a Chicago suburb, right? They bought the or in the process of. I don't know exactly the. Interim, I
2: never but, understood putting like all this money into moving a team when they suck.
1: You know, it, but it doesn't matter because the Bears are one of those teams that just make money even if they suck, and that's why they don't care if they're any good, because okay. they're they're one of the most popular teams in the NFL, and they're going to sell the merchandise, they're going to sell out the stadium every year. They're you know, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You don't have to put out a good product to be successful in the NFL. Unlike the pool business, where <laughs> if you don't know your shit and don't stay on top of it, they're not going to call you the next time. Nope. The Chicago Bears still show up and play every Sunday. And, you know, the, our best hope this year is to have, like, more than one bye week, because then at least we're not losing. Anyway. So Kansas City, I, but I do enjoy I, I've Mahomes. I like watching him. He's an awesome quarterback. He's a lot of fun. I'm kind to watch. of getting
2: annoyed with this whole Taylor Swift Kelsey thing. Yeah,
1: but you know whatever. it was part you know, of
2: the the intro into the game today.
1: Well, sure. It's it's yeah, she's the hottest thing in the in the universe right now. So. They're like, oh, okay, the let's NFL. explain
2: this to the non football people, all the Swifty fans. This is what we were watching today. Well, and they're
1: and they're tuning into the games and they're buying his jerseys. You know, his jerseys went up like 400% or something yeah. when it first was sort of leaked out that the two of them are an item. And um, I do you know, find the, the TikToks funny.
3: Be,
2: I do yeah. find the TikTok funny yeah. where the wife's like, you know, because he's dating her, it put him on the map. And you have the husband is like, what the hell are you talking about?
3: <laughs>
2: like, oh, those, those ones um, crack me up. He know. has Have two been... Super Bowl rings. You know, they've been to this and he said yeah. this and
1: oh, it cracks me yeah. up. But she could buy and sell that team in a split second. So yeah. um, it's not about that. Anyway, uh, you know what? She'll write a song about him in the, in the next six, eight months about how he was horrible and they broke up and he's yep. the worst thing in the world. So, That's what keeps uh, the Swifties going, too. Sorry, you know, I shouldn't say that. We probably have a lot of Swifties that love our show, and I just (laughs) dissed every one of them. Sorry, (laughs) all you cool people out there. Just skip over the last, you know, minute and a half or whatever and pretend I didn't say that.
3: Yeah.
2: Join the Council for the Model Aquatic Health Code, a.k.a. CMAC. CMAC is a member-driven organization that keeps the model aquatic health code sustainable, current, and complete. Your expertise is needed. Learn more at cmac.org. That's org.
1: I was uh, scrolling through a little bit. I've been kind of out of it. And I know you have too, because we've been so busy with with life, really, between work and you know, I've I've been going up to northern Wisconsin to repair the the cottage that the hundred year old pine tree took out, and not been around much. But I, I try to get caught up with the talking pools Facebook group whenever I get cell signal and data <laughs> <laughs> after getting out of that North Woods country. But uh, it's, it's kind of interesting scrolling through. Um, I saw actually John uh, Poma posted that he he got a new a new rig.
2: Did yeah, that I do. Pretty it's pretty cool. nice. He could fit a yeah. porta potty in there.
1: I, oh, there's an idea. <laughs> there's an idea. I never thought of that. Oh.
2: You know, oh. us, but then, you know, Five us girls are the ones who really worry about, about, about having to go to the bathroom. <laughs>
1: you
2: know, guys yeah. could just find a bush and hope no one sees them.
1: Oh, uh, you know what? So we've, we, I can't tell you how many times our guys, right? Five gallon bucket in the truck uh the the some of the vans uh, anymore almost every vehicle we've got is uh a kuv you know what a kuv is so it's right. it's like a van chassis but the back of it is like a nap hide or or comparable uh utility box oh okay so it has all of these bins accessible through multiple doors up and down the outside of of both the driver and passenger side. And then you go around back and you open the doors and you got this whole center section, uh, room for pipe top, you know, driver and passenger, and then plenty of room to be able to put heaters and pumps and filters and sand and pool crete and liners and all this kind of junk down the center. But yeah, you can still get to all your stuff using these outside doors, the the parts and your tools without having to unload half the truck or climb over and all that kind of crap. So, Anyway, but some, some of the older vans that we've had through the years were just, you know, sort of conventional, like 40 line vans, right? Okay. And some of them, instead of a sliding door to access on the passenger side, it had two doors that opened up, uh, you know, towards one another or whatever. So the guys that had those trucks, I, th- I don't, maybe we've got one or two left in the fleet. But anyway, they would commonly put a five-gallon bucket in the truck. And if they had take a leak they'd kind of open the door step inside pull the doors closed behind them sort of as they're standing you know on the driveway or the street or whatever and and the bucket's right there so and i can't tell you the number of times that they've been caught <laughs> and and it's it's not real fun getting a phone call from you know oh, the, I bet. the wife in the two million dollar house uh who happened to look out the third story window down and see basically what's going on without seeing what's going on and and call and you know raise holy hell because you know the guy's peeing in her driveway well he's not peeing in your driveway he's peeing in a bucket in your driveway and i get it it's not the <laughs> at least he's in know, the van but he's he really is i mean you you would not know what he's doing if you're not peering into what's going on, and and it's not that she's seeing anything; it's just right? that she knows what's going on. You know yeah. I mean? And anyway, I get it. It's not the best scenario, but sometimes, what are you going to do? You know. So it, I'd rather that than, like you said, in the trees or the bushes or, or I don't know, the skimmer. Who the hell knows, right? <laughs> wherever wherever it, it takes it up, but, but anyway, this
2: this man can you could put a porta potty in it.
1: It is, it's huge, and I can't wait to see, uh, he he says that he's got some stuff he's got to do to it, stuff he's going to add to it and everything else. So, John, if you're listening to us, make sure you post after you get it all tricked out. We want to see it, Um, you know, especially the the sound system that you put into it. We need to see, you know, and then also what you're listening to. Are you a Swifty? If you are, reverse (laughs) back about 10 minutes and don't don't listen to that. So, you know, just... uh, and a dash cam. So that's an interesting thing. Do you have a dash cam in your truck? I do not. Our Most, well, actually, I would argue that all of our trucks don't. Even though I bought a number of them a couple of years ago, I never actually got around to deploying them in the trucks. And uh, we've had some strange things happen that way where, you know, someone backs up and hits our truck and then, you know, in a parking lot or whatever. And then, you know, claims that we hit them sort of, you know, nonsense. And um, so I, I do want to definitely get those dash cams set up. And, and so I, I think that's a, and you know what, anymore, some of that technology stuff is really inexpensive. Dash cam, yeah, you can get I, have
2: a, I have a friend that has a dash cam on her trucks and she, she got into an accident that helped her prove it wasn't her fault.
1: There you go. Thanks, thanks, John, for posting in the group with that. Oh, and here's an art, another, John, and this, I know, because you've got tattoos, i got to ask you, because I've never <laughs> inspected yours. Do you have any pool-related tattoos? I do not. You don't? Seriously? No, seriously. I was sure you had something pool-related.
2: <laughs> I know Andrea, Andrea just does. got one.
1: She just got it, the pool with the palm trees and stuff? Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, no, I don't tattoos? have any.
2: Uh, one guy said... Uh, this guy Chris said I have five gate code tattoo gate codes tattooed on my
1: forearm. <laughs> oh jeez, hope he doesn't lose those. Those uh, counts because that would be uh, a waste of some uh, ink right there. But what then, you don't so? What are your tattoos? though? you got the you got the Chiefs tattooed on you somewhere? No, in the, I do in not. Kansas City? No.
2: Nope. Um, Just, I have a crown, like a royal crown. Okay. I have a Day of the Dead lady with lace and beads. I have a, a clock with roses for my grandparents. I have Alice in okay. Wonderland on my feet.
3: Oh.
2: I have a autism awareness ribbon.
1: That's awesome.
2: That's just some some of them.
1: Cool, but no pools. All right, so no we got to work on we got to work on Kelly getting a pool tattoo. Post in the group. <laughs> what do you think Kelly's pool tattoo should be? And then we're going to start to go fund me to raise money <laughs> so you can get that right. oh, i myself I don't leave. don't have any tattoos pool or otherwise so uh i'm totally out on on that whole deal there but uh since you're already inked up we could slide a, <laughs> a vacuum pole or a or a, a skimmer net or something in there hayward logo how about a hayward logo we We could talk about someone who tattooed themselves with all kinds of vendor logos for uh, income, but that's another group that that no one belongs to anymore, I think. I'm not sure about that, but anyway.
2: Now, um, did you see the one the pool doc posted where they went to two different jobs and the plumbing jobs are atrocious?
1: No, I missed that one.
2: It's right after the tattoo one. It's by the pool doc.
1: Yeah, all kinds of like uh, spaghetti uh, nonsense going on or what?
2: kind of one of them like why is the suction line lines up like plumbed up and over and then down into the pump
1: oh god that's you know that's one of the worst things you can do for a pump and and I'm I'm here to tell you that especially with variable speed pumps we have seen variable speed pumps that do not last Even two years with plumbing like that because of the the damage and stress that that creates. And then you have this other picture
2: in that same post where, yeah, it is like a maze as a one, two, three, four, four hard 90s. You have a inch and a half that's reduced. They've reduced or two inch reduced to an inch and a half on it. Like it's it's a nice little snake there.
1: Wow. That's crazy.
2: Let's see what people commented. How is it that people are plumbing pools with absolutely zero knowledge of hydraulics? I love when the plumbing looks like a crazy straw.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely uh, ridiculous. Some of the some of the things that are out there, and that you know, so suction plumbing. Everybody that's listening knows this, but reiterated. Anytime you see some bullshit plumbing out there, like the suction plumbing, should always be at a constant rise from the pool to the suction inlet of the pump. And if it ever goes above that inlet and returns back down, you need to cut that crap out and redo it so that it's at a constant rise from the pool to the suction inlet. And I've heard people talk about, well, but it's got a, an elevated hot tub or it's got this or it's got that. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the, for the performance and the durability and the longevity of the pump. It has to be at a constant rise, so you can give me any kind of nonsense reason why you you think it's right, um, but actually, I don't think anyone in the talking pools would would give us that nonsense because I think they all know better. So <laughs> right. Then you
2: have Kevin who posted a picture of a Hayward Tristar basket that's full of needles, and you can see how they've they've gone past the basket, the pump basket.
1: Oh yeah. I, yeah, I know I, I commented on one.
2: this one because I had I had this pool. It was an older couple and they had these massive pine trees like right over the pool. And they didn't want to okay. trim them or cut them down because they they didn't want to disturb the beauty of them. But these pine needles would it, go past the basket no matter what you put in it. And, okay. I, and, and it, every week, the impeller would get clogged by these things. That's how many there were. Yeah. So yeah. we ended up putting a paramount a canister for m4 in front of the pump so it yep. got all the pine needles in there before it went the water went to the pump and it that sure. solved the issue
1: sure you know in that post i remember our our friend uh derek todd made a comment relative to the skimmer socks that mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't real fond of them and by not real fond i think he said that they're, they're a bunch bullshit, of bullshit. <laughs> And uh, Derek, I hope you're listening, but um, I'll tell you, you know, I maybe it's because of the, the different parts of the country or whatever, but we run into issues with cotton seed in the early part of the year, every year in the Chicago market. And the majority of the filters in our market are cartridge filters. I would say probably as much as 90% of them are cartridge filters, which I'm a fan of. My own pool has them. If it wasn't for skimmer socks, our filter cycles on a, you know, and again, we're Pentair, so we install Pentair 420, 420 square foot cartridge filters. The the filter cycle when that cotton seed is flying, which can be anywhere from four to six weeks from about the last week of May until right around 4th of July, the filter cycles on those filters wouldn't even be a week if that cotton seed was not caught by a filter sock. That cotton seed gets passed right through the pump, ends up coating the filter, and completely blocking the the flow. Is
2: cotton seed the same as cottonwood?
1: Um, I think cotton seed comes from a cottonwood tree. I think. Okay, because we a, one area but.
2: one area here along a river. Yeah, we have a big problem with the cottonwood that yeah. the stuff that comes off the cottonwood does the same so thing. we
1: we see it. I mean, it honestly, at certain times will look like it's snowing outside and it's, you know, it's cotton seed blown around in the air. You can go out and literally sweep it off your sidewalk Mm -hmm. and as if you're shoveling snow, uh, which, you know, in the wintertime. So anyway, skimmer socks may not be the thing for everything. And uh, certainly they may be a bunch of bullshit in parts of the country, but. In areas where there's cotton seed, I can attest to the fact that they make a world of difference, and it's a hell of a lot easier for someone to pop a skimmer sock off of the skimmer and throw it away and drop a new one in that skimmer. And those skimmer socks are probably one of the least expensive things you can buy for your pool, right? I mean, in in our
2: my industry, mom instead of buying the skimmer socks, she would just buy each. Each. she would take a old pantyhose.
1: Yeah, people I, I know people have done that. Does anyone wear pantyhose anymore? I don't know. I stopped wearing them in the 90s, you know, that, no, anyway, for what it's worth, if you got cotton seed skimmer socks, I think are, are a good value for what we deal with, at least in the Chicago market. So anyway, with that, hey, Derek.
2: (laughs) Yet another pump where the plumbing is higher than the the pump. Yeah. On the suction side. Like, this is just ridiculous.
1: Absolutely crazy. Have you seen, and I don't know what they call it, but in Vegas. And when we go, we're about six weeks away right now. Yeah. We have to, you and I, if nothing else, we're going to take a walk and we're going to look at this huge-ass globe thing that they built. It's like the an sphere. amphitheater or whatever. Did the you sphere. see the, That's
2: it. the TikTok I sent with the YouTube concert inside?
1: No, I missed that. I missed oh, it's, that.
2: A, it's in our chat. I'll send it to you. Okay. That yeah, is gotta, incredible.
1: Right. So, uh, John, in, in one of the comments in one of the posts, put... A picture of the sphere up and the it's unbelievable i know the thing was billions of dollars and it went way over what it was supposed to be i think it cost twice as much as they anticipated or some craziness but i can't wait to see that thing lit up at night i me too. i haven't been to vegas since was it the show last year no
2: i think, I think you went one more time after that
1: did i go maybe i went in march for march madness
2: I think but he went for somebody's the, birthday.
1: I don't remember the sphere. I don't think the sphere was ever put online yet. I think they just got that thing up and going in the last couple of months. Yeah, Look, they did. All these pictures I've seen of it, it looks like an eyeball. Oh. It looks like the earth. It looks like the moon. It looks like They did an emoji
2: awesome. that was sleeping.
1: Oh, yeah? I didn't see that one. So, very cool. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully, we can get to see it. I don't know. With, with the expo being right before the F1 races, I think. A lot of the roads are going to be closed off Closed off when we get there. And, and it's going to be. I guess we're going to walk too. everywhere. I guess. And that's a damn big city to walk, you know. Yeah. It's always deceiving to me. I'm like, oh, we can walk to the stratosphere. It's right there. And three days later. Are we there yet? <laughs> just,
2: My uh, knee's hurting. My hip's hurting. My back yeah. hurts.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, we did also have Andy who did make a comment about. Thank you again Callie looks like we have to raise our rates again ASAP and so he informed me when I commented and he put a link that pretty much minimum wage is going up to $20 an hour so people at fast food get $20 an hour like Unbelievable. now we already struggle getting quality workers you know we can't, uh, with the jobs we have we can't be paying them minimum wage to pay him a little more. And now you're, I want to say right now it's $14 an hour, okay. maybe 16, but yeah, like this is getting crazy.
1: Well, and yeah. so Illinois follows right in line with everything that happens in California. Our roly poly uh, idiot of a, of a governor um, just loves looking out West and seeing what's coming next and duplicating it here. So we're, January 1, minimum wage is $14 an hour, followed by January 1 to 25, it's going to be $15 an hour. And it's not going to surprise me at all that we don't follow the ways of Cali and say, okay, well, here, we're just going to keep going up a buck every year. Yep. And, and you know, by twenty twenty nine or 30 or whatever the hell it is, we'll be at 20 bucks an hour for someone to flip her. And that's why, you know, you can't walk into a McDonald's anymore in, our, in the Chicago market and have someone take an order. You have to walk oh, wow. up to a kiosk, yep. and you have to order it yourself and pay for it right there, and then they'll, you know, throw your food in this thing. It slides down, and and you know, you go and get it. You you just, it's it's ridiculous. And then half the times these kiosks aren't working, right? You know, you get mm-hmm. four four or six kiosks in McDonald's and only half of them are working and they have nobody that even knows how to take an order anymore. Walmart's the same way. The Walmart's in our area are all self-checkout. There is one lane that has a actual person who will check you out. Where was I at today? Home Depot has been that way for a long time in our market where there's almost nobody physically at a register. Everything is self-checkout. Yep. Um, but there was somewhere else that I was today that it it surprised me. Oh, crap. I can't remember where it was. You know what? When the breweries become self-checkout, that's going to be then I'm in. You, you let me <laughs> pull that tap and fill my glass and, and pay for it on the honor system. And I'm all in just ridiculous. You know what I love seeing in all these uh, posters all of the different things that people pull out of pools?
3: Oh, frogs yeah.
1: and snakes and rabbits. Years ago, let's see, my son was probably maybe 11 years old. Okay. And we've had everything in our pool from possums to, uh, I mean, you name it, it's been in the pool. And it's the Midwest, so we don't get alligators and cool stuff like that. But we've we've had, uh, you know, a number of other things. Well, a baby bunny was in the pool. And Swimming around and he went out, he saw it, went out, grabbed the net, scooped it out, set it on the deck, and this rabbit must have been swimming for quite a while because it didn't move when he sat on the deck. I mean it was it was alive, it was fine, but it was just wiped out. And he so he comes in the house, grabs one of our pool, you know, uh towels. And goes out and lays a pool towel over it, and grabs some lettuce and some carrots out of the fridge, and goes out and sets those in a little cup of water next to this rabbit as he's, uh, you know, trying to get it to, um, I don't know, show itself as being still viable and not going to die. The rabbit ended up being fine and hopped off and probably grew up to eat all of our flowers and crap the next year or something. But the all this stuff I know Andrea pulls stuff out and she amazes me and I know Rudy is good at this too with identifying snakes you know I I think we have two snakes in my area and and neither of them are venomous they're not a problem they're the kind of snakes that you know you want them to be around and all the rest of it but in Florida there are snakes that you know it's not quite like Peter in Australia where everything wants to kill you yeah um but still there's a lot of pretty badass snakes down in florida and i i can't imagine reaching into a skimmer and pulling out and and having a snake coiled up in the damn thing we don't get that a whole lot in chicago do you see snakes up by you much at all
2: um we have a lot of gardener snakes that's probably the predominant one we find in the skimmers i will admit i uh, if there is a snake in a skimmer the husband's gonna have to take it out yeah okay i'm not touching okay. that um we do also have rattlesnakes in some areas
1: really mm-hmm. i wouldn't have thought that because it gets cold up by you right i mean colder anyway it's not colder it's not like you're dealing with zero degree weather or whatever but it definitely gets cold hm. would have never thought of that especially you know, along I don't, the river i don't remember if uh I don't think that Rudy posted anything on this in the Talking Pools group for a while. I know we've we've got another group set up for it. But um, he and I, for eh, not quite a year, probably 10 months at least, have been sort of championing a cause. The International Swimming Pool and Spa Code has a provision in it relative to barriers that basically says if you have an in-ground pool, you need to have all this stuff around it to prevent people from getting into it, right? Fences, gates, the gates have to open out. They have to have a latching mechanism that is so high off the ground, 52 inches residential, 54 commercial. If your fence closes into the house and you have a door from the house that opens to the pool area, that door has to have an alarm and that alarm has to go off and and sound at a certain decibel level and alert, you know, the entire community that someone opened a door and it has to rearm itself within 30 seconds and, and all these different things to help prevent the potential of someone entering that pool area where they could potentially fall in the pool and become harmed. Yes. Well, the International Swimming Pool and Spa Code has a provision in it that says you have to do all this stuff unless if you have a powered cover on the pool, an automatic pool cover. If you have an automatic pool cover, you no longer need a fence. You don't need the alarm. You don't need gates with latches that are X. They don't blah, 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 blah. So if you have an automatic pool cover, you need none of that. And I, it's actually been in the code for a number of years i'm trying to think how long back it might have been as back as as far back as 2012 or maybe 2015 as we happened upon this uh, and going back through the years seeing it so we've you know reached out and phta every cycle goes through a whole effort of trying to um you know get input from the industry as to should any of the provisions in this swimming pool code be changed yeah so rudy and i both talked to PhTA and the powers that be and and presented our case that we know as service professionals that these covers are not used in the fashion that the code and is applying them. Yeah. And and the code is basically applying it that, hey, whenever that pool is not in use, that cover is closed. It's never open. It's never off the pool. It's never in a state where some kid could wander in from three blocks away and fall in that pool and become hurt or, or worse. And we know the reality is that the covers are almost never closed, that they have failures that cause them to not be able to be closed, that The manufacturers even say that unless the pool water is balanced to a swimmable state, the cover should not be closed. Well, think about that. How many green to cleans have you done in your life, right? And if that pool has an auto cover on it, you can't close the cover while you're going through that process. It has to remain open. So, What the code is inferring is that whenever the cover is open, there is an adult supervising that pool area to ensure no one is going to intrude into it that could fall into it and become harmed. So at three o'clock in the morning, 12 hours into a green and clean, that homeowner is going to be sitting out there on a perch with the yard lit up and a shotgun in their hand to make sure no one steps anywhere near the pool. Right. Right. Um, It's such a bunch of bullshit. And so anyway, Rudy and I both submitted our, our case to PHTA and both of us last week got emails back from PHTA saying that essentially, and I can't remember the exact verbiage or, or the, you know the, the words that they used, that the industry consensus isn't substantial enough to warrant sending our suggestions to the International Swimming Pool, the, the ICC, basically, International Code Council. Now, all it is is a matter of PHTA presenting our case to the Code Council and saying, we think you need to reevaluate this. And the International Code Council would look at it and go, yay or nay, okay? The PHTA has said, eh, there isn't enough people that, that really think that that's something to be concerned about, so we're not helping you go any further with it. Yeah so anyway whether, kind or of this is a, whether or not this is an actual post in talking pools or not I'm, I'm not sure but it's something that um i would love every one of the talking pools people to know about and every one of them to voice their concern and and express the reality of this and i would i know rudy has been extremely vocal about this and i've been sort of you know laying back in the shadows a little bit but the uh the aspect of following the money, I would bet money. And since we're going to Vegas in six weeks, maybe I should try to see if I can make this bet, (laughs) that if you were to track it down, there is money coming from the automatic cover manufacturers that is creating the narrative that is directing the ICC to include those covers in this way to absolve people from buying fences. And I hear it often, a few of the areas that that we uh, look to build in, follow it to the T. And if you have an automatic cover, you don't need a fence. And we've had people that when I, you know, our our team gets to the point of talking about fencing, they're like, oh, we don't need a fence. But well, yes, you do. No, we don't. Because you know, none of our neighbors have a fence, and our community doesn't require a fence. They follow the international swimming pool code. And if you have an automatic cover, you don't need a fence. So instead of spending five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars on a fence, we're going to spend, you know, twelve, fifteen, seventeen thousand dollars on an auto cover, get the benefit of the auto cover, not have to waste money on a fence that we don't need, and we're not putting in a fence. And at that point, we turn and walk away and say, best of luck. We're not building your pool. We don't want to, we're not even going to provide you with a quote. We don't want anything to do with it because that is a huge, huge safety issue knowing what we all know, even the manufacturers. And again, the manufacturers say that a cover should not be closed if the water isn't balanced to a swimmable state. That's in every cover manufacturer's owner manual. And we know everybody in the Talking Pools group knows that pools are not in swimmable states often. Yep, it's not all the time, but it's often. And for manufacturers to be funneling money into, uh, you know, these these lobbyists or whatever it is to push their product over a fence, over an alarm over all these other things relative to barriers is a bunch of bullshit. And I'll call out CoverStar. I'll call out Cover Pools, I'll call out APC, every pool cover manufacturer that's out there, and ask them to team up with us to get that removed because they know, again, by the own instructions in their own manuals, that it's not able to be covered 100% of the time. And without well, you offense, also have to
2: think as a service person, you go there, you clean the pool, you put chemicals in it, it's still you really shouldn't close that cover for a certain no, amount of time so can. that it can oxidize yeah. things off.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the cover manufacturing, you know, so we get pools now in our market, vinyl liner pools are the predominant pool. And vinyl liner, you know, people that close auto covers and leave them closed all the time end up having damage to the vinyl above the water line because the gases build up under that cover and cause damage to the vinyl. And the cover, the, the, the liner manufacturers, some of which Latham and Coverstar, you're part of this. Um, will go back when the liner has a failure above the waterline and point to, oh, it's because you didn't leave the cover open long enough to let the, the chlorine gas off, to let the chemicals yep. gas off. So it's your fault, Mr. Homeowner, because you didn't leave that cover open and allow this buildup of gases to escape. But on the other hand, they're they're telling the, the ICC that oh, no, these things are always closed. Unless someone's swimming in that pool and they're supervising adults around it, it's closed. It's not a safety hazard. So I've I've dug as deep as I could dig in the last 10 plus months to try to find statistics on injuries and drowning, relative drowning, relative to in-ground pools, relative to does that pool have an auto cover or not? And was the auto cover open or closed? And there are none. There are zero statistics out there. The statistics on drowning in our country are dismal at best relative to the amount of information that they compile to try to truly get to the root of how it happens. And, you know, the other part of it, too, is anytime an automatic cover is closed, the automatic cover pump, which is supposed to discharge any water that accumulates on top of the cover is supposed to be in place. So, Mr. Homeowner, every time you're done with your party at, you know, one in the morning and all your drunk guests have left, you need to stumble your ass out there and put your auto cover pump on there and drag your garden hose out and plug that pump in and make sure it's functioning because if it rains overnight and that rain builds up on that cover, that cover no longer meets the ASTM standard of a safety cover because there's water laying on top of it. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a like I said, it's a bunch of bullshit to to coin uh, Derek Todd's phrase about skimmer socks. It's <laughs> bullshit that these people are allowed to profess that these things are something other than what they are. And uh, anyway, Rudy and I, we just got the emails last week, and and within those emails, of course, we can on our own continue on the path, which we will, to try to. Reach out to the you know the ICC and and get these changes made, but certainly without the backing of the PHTA, the largest industry trade association in the world, with the most clout, who helped to write the standards and write the codes, it's not going to be as easy. No. And and again, this email that I got sent, which really infuriates me, that it it basically says the consensus of the industry. How did you how did you come up with that consensus? Where did right. you, where did you build that at? You know, and and here's the thing. I'm involved with PHTA up to my eyeballs, right? I'm in councils, I'm in committees, I'm um I we just had an event at our Midwest chapter. It was an awesome event. We went to Cubs Brewers game Friday night up in Milwaukee at the the Brewers Stadium. Unfortunately, the Cubs lost in extra innings by by one run and that pretty much shut them out for the season and the brewers are going to go on. And and honestly, I hope they do well. It's kind of like a a battle between us, but I do hope they do well. Um, A great event, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm involved in PHTA at levels upon levels, upon levels. And with that, um, I really, really, really feel let down that more wasn't done to investigate my position to see the reality of what's going on in the world and uh at any rate that's that's I I've, I've been real real happy with everything PHDA has had going on in the last handful of years um this is one issue that that to me has um as well, it's upset me, as you you probably can tell. So anyway, I don't. The way I look at it that,
2: is, is there still a lot of people who, yes, when they purchase that pool, they put these covers on. But unless I know a lot of customers that don't keep their covers on the mesh ones, the motor ones, all summer long. Right. They just keep it on for the winter because they don't. In reality, they just don't want the leaves to go in their pool.
1: Yep. Yep. So. Life. I've got, uh, I can't, and then again, in our market, pools get winterized, right? They get closed, yeah. they get shut down. I can't tell you how many people utilize those covers only as a winter cover, period. Yes. Yeah. When spring comes and the pool is open, that cover never moves. It's opened and it's open all summer. And when it is closed this time of the year or, or in the next month or so, then it's closed and it's used winter cover and it is never closed in season. But yet, by the code, that cover is absolving them of needing to have fences and gates and alarms and all this other stuff that every other pool has to have.
2: Well, I, my feeling about alarms is they're just going to keep them on during the inspection and they go away. Oh, In my God, opinion, yeah, I think that every pool should have a fence.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And that
2: should be the primary barrier. And then you have something else. I don't think a I'm sorry, no matter if it's a safety cover and I don't see that as a it kind of from my experience, it's kind of like the um, door alarms and the pool alarms.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny as um so as I'm looking through, I actually just scrolled upon in the talking pools uh, Facebook group september twenty first West Coast Baby guard. And this isn't a, uh, you know, promotion of, of them or their product or anything, but it's a, uh, you know, the, the typical baby fence that so many of us have seen around a pool, right? Yep. Um, it's interesting that as I'm pissing and moaning about auto covers that here we see, uh right within our own group. Made in the USA. Make sure no accidental drowning incidents happening on your watch with a dependable pool safety solution. And and there are many companies that make these kinds of fences and, uh, you know, God bless them for being one that's that's out there doing it. You know, we go to Florida every winter. I know I talk about this often. Uh, Christmas time, we rent a house down there. It's got a pool and a hot tub and it's in a typical screened enclosure. And mm-hmm. When I get there and open the patio door, first thing that happens is the alarm goes off because I always forget to reach up and hit the button because it's just not my pool is situated differently. I don't open into the pool area, so I don't have that alarm. So, okay, close the alarm, hit the, you know, close the door, hit the alarm button, go out. But there's a baby fence across that if that door were were open or opened by anybody, um, there's there's a baby fence there to yep. stop the the well kids adults pets anything from getting into it um just yeah all right so anyway enough of that i'm moving on <laughs> oh kevin kevin threw out and and this this is kind of close to my heart because of course going to Florida every christmas forever we are disney fans um although i'm not real fond of them in the last handful of years since covid but that Beside the point, Um, he's got a post back uh, a few weeks ago, um, Mickey Mouse standing up on stage and he has a slide next to him. It is a spray painted red uh, pool slide. (laughs) His comment is that is 100 percent a pool slide painted red. And he is dead nuts. on It's a red painted pool slide with Mickey standing in front of it. It's kind of cool. I, I love looking at the stuff in, in our group. It is just, um, I like so the memes diverse. that people
2: put up on there. Yeah. Uh, like, there is one when you've had a week from hell. Hold on, it's coming back up because it's like a TikTok. When you've had a week from hell and it finally gets to Friday and it's the tweaker guy, uh, from some movie with his hair crazy and just like whacked out of his yeah. mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love the. Uh, oh well, actually, there was one one earl, um, earlier this month too. So Pentair, and it goes back actually to the American Products days prior to Pentair. American Products came out with a pool light. They called it an nichelous light. Uh, it's an aqua lumen light, and it it basically had a bracket on the side of the wall, and the light hung on the side of the wall instead of having a a canned niche that it goes into, and with the doe regulations that that came into play this past year banning the sale of basically anything other than led light bulbs yeah essentially the pent has just completely dropped the aqua lumen light and the ability to service some replace bulbs anything like that um so we had uh, been putting this year in lights made by a company called amore a m-o-r-e maybe is how it's spelled amore lighting um led they they retrofit into the aqua lumen application and and we've had good success with them they've, they've worked well it's it's a good product but uh who is this uh bobby lieberman i hope i pronounced that right lieberman um posted hey you know is there a product that replaces these yeah and and with this a couple of guys went out and said hey yeah um here and it happened to be something that i had not seen and i think maybe i even commented under this thread asking what light exactly is that and they put the information out there so now i've got another uh source for a different light other than the amore light to to replace these initial lights so here a guy that's been doing this uh longer than I should be and um you know I'm I'm learning as well, right? Yep. But anyway, I don't know how many I, I would hope that everybody that listens to our podcast is also uh in the Talking Pools Facebook group. And if you're not, find the Talking Pools Facebook group and sign, you know, join it and and Get involved and throw some, you know, some questions out there or comments or whatever and be part of the group. It's uh, I think I mean, there are a lot of professional groups out there. And Talking Pools was certainly not the first and definitely not the last. But I do really think it's the best. And I'm in many of them. I, you know, I'm I'm an admin or moderator and blah, blah, blah. And and a lot of them and, and consumer facing groups as well but the talking pools group uh pretty much anymore is about the only thing i'm looking at and it's not because of the podcast it's just because the quality of the conversation that goes on is really high it's also one of the few groups that i see very little bickering and bullshit right i mean so many of these groups have people that are knocking other people down when they ask a question. Oh, you call yourself a pro, is are you a consumer? You know, all this kind of crap. And I, I just don't see that in the Talking Pools group. Yeah. And uh, you know, so if if you're not already looking at the Talking Pools Facebook group, take a look at it. I don't know how many people we got as as uh, members or whatever of the group. It doesn't really matter. I don't care if it's three or or three million. It's it's a great group. And then there's fun stuff in there, too. You know, people posting uh, what they had for lunch or, or, you know, where they're hanging out over the weekend or what they do for fun or, you know, all this other. It's like a of group stuff. of
2: it's friends just, instead of just a bunch of
1: yeah. people. Yeah, it is. It's cool. It's it's really cool. So we got to we got to try and figure out how to have the talking pools hit all of the major trade shows. You know, we, we gotta somehow get right? to where we've got booths or or something going on where we you know have a booth with a bar and uh, <laughs> everyone's invited and and we How just about hang this out. the
2: bar that's the the bar that's set up for the show because you know every show has a
1: bar we'll just yeah stand there we'll just take it over right yeah right. take it over well well that's I think yeah that was fun it. to
2: go through some of those things
1: yeah i I love it and I'm you know we should we should do this actually more often I, I think I think so. There's so much good stuff in the group that, that comes through that, uh, sharing it for those who don't have a chance to get caught up on it all the time, or, or just for those who maybe otherwise aren't, aren't paying attention to the, to the group. Uh, there's, there's a lot of good stuff out there and a lot of great, 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 great people, people that have been doing it for decades and people that have been doing it for a few years and everyone's got something to share and everyone's got, uh, Uh, good things to say so check it out it's uh it's cool so anyway thanks for listening and uh hopefully you'll you'll find more in the talking pools facebook group to entertain yourself when you're not out there working so hard to keep these pools going
2: right it's it's this we're getting to the slow season people we're going to be able to breathe this year
1: (laughs) all right yeah, it'll, uh, even even those of us that aren't necessarily as seasonal as we are in Chicago, you're you're going to get a little bit of breathing room here in the next month to two, and and uh, hopefully we'll get to see as the trade show season comes around. We were saying Kelly and I are both going to be out in Vegas. Uh, I think Heather's going to be out there. I don't know. Wayne will be there, but he may only be there early, early on to do some instructing that he always does sure who else will make it out there Peter and Shane love for them to make it but uh they got to fly us out to Australia and New Zealand before we're going to fly them into the U.S. so yes. anyway so yes. that's that one's coming up pretty soon and then uh what else um, you know certainly the the ones I'll be at I'll be at Nespa's uh, Atlantic City show the end of January um, I'm gonna
2: try but- and go to that one
1: Our Midwest chapter is going to have a a show in March, the week of March 11th that uh, we're we're just starting to get some wind behind our sails on that one to try to develop a Midwest regional show that um, should be a lot of fun. Aqua Magazine has partnered with Midwest chapter to bring their aqua live show to uh, be a, a focal point for us for hopefully many many years and we'll be helping with the education part of that as they're doing what they do so well with the the expo and and the social aspect of things aqua magazine for those of you that don't know the folks over there they are fantastic at bringing people together so i got a lot of hope and 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 a lot of really cool things that that i think are going to come In the next couple of years, as we develop that further and further. So, anyway, lots of stuff coming up. Get out there if you can run into any of us at any of those. I know the everything under the sun will be around before we know it down in Florida. And Rudy and and uh, Heather probably and Chris and and Andrea will be down there. Where else are you going that you know of?
2: Right now, I'll be at Western, but I'm going to try and go to your event and Nespa. Cool. people asked about us about having the women's group do a training they wanted in florida and at the southwest show but i don't know if we'll get there yeah so we'll keep you posted
1: yeah well hey you you know what if you come in the, if you're able to make it to chicago in march then we ought to see what we can do for a women's thing there too
2: that would be fun yeah We're trying to we go should. i want to go to different shows than i normally do
1: yeah yeah i, I know we've got a a ton of awesome, awesome women in our, in our Midwest area that are really heavy hitters. I mean, they're, they're, they know their shit and they're capable and they're running businesses and running divisions. And, uh, I, I'd put every one of them that I know up against any of the guys that are out there doing the same thing. So, uh, we got to talk about this more.
2: So. Yes, we would love to.
1: Yeah, but anyway, thank you, cmac for supporting us and, and the industry and giving us lots of good stuff to use as a basis by which we do what we do every day. And thanks to everyone for listening in. Make sure you listen to all of our shows, Monday, Tuesday, of course, Kelly and I. And never forget that after Tuesday, the rest of the week is WTF. <laughs> Still good stuff to listen to, though.
2: Yes. So, Talk anyway. to you guys later. All
1: right. See you, Kelly.
2: Bye.